2: Of armchair GMs who have yet to be wrong with any of their Timberwolves takes, <laughs> right? It's flagrant howls with Phil Mackey and Kyle Tyke.
1: Yeah, welcome in. We got Kyle, you're hanging out in Maui right now with your little Hawaiian shirt on for the YouTube <laughs> audience. Look at you, man! Just to
2: represent. Yeah, uh, it's it's tough here today. It's like 85 and sunny, and it's nine in the morning. So um, I have a big day ahead of me. But you're just just gr- grinding life right now. Just one lava flow after another, and then just trying to mix in like a mai tai in between. So, uh, yeah, no, it's good to have, good to be back, good to talk some wolves. Um, and I'm excited for this because I know you and I are pretty excited to talk to Michael Grady and see what he's up to.
1: Yeah, let's do it. So we've got, uh, by the way, if you're if you're if you're new to the podcast here, we just launched this a couple months ago uh, as part of the Score North collection of uh, of podcasts. And our our motto on the show is: It's been 18 years since the Timberwolves have won 50 games, and now that they've got. Rudy Gobert in the mix here. Uh, We'd like to set the bar at 50 wins here. Let's get the Timberwolves to 50 wins for the first time in almost 20 years. So this is your Timberwolves lifestyle podcast, Flagrant Howls, And our guest, as Kyle alluded to, uh, spent the last handful of years on the Yes Network covering the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, He was actually, and I'd love to talk to him about this too, he was a sports talk host on The Fan in Indianapolis, which is uh, where he has roots. And now he's in Minneapolis here to help usher in a new era of Timberwolves basketball, the new TV voice, of the Timberwolves, Michael Grady, joins Flagrant Howls. What's going on, man? Thanks for joining the show.
0: Oh, good to be on with you guys. Appreciate you having me. Um,
1: are you, you, so have you, like, in terms of, like, moving logistics and stuff, like, that's got to be kind of a, a pain in the butt, but how, like, how planted are you in the Twin Cities? Is that, is that an ongoing process for the rest of the year, or how would you describe it?
0: Yes, yeah, so so, uh, so my stepson is in, heading into his senior year of high school, and oh, wow. so um so he will be doing some back and forth he's gotta you know get his studies get his grades get all that stuff on point college is right around the corner so uh he and my wife will be doing some back and forth and um uh we but we picked an apartment out in uh downtown minneapolis and i'm excited about that and i get get moved in during uh during training camp so things are things are rolling <laughs> <Love
2: that. laughs> so uh I guess first things first, like you've been in Minnesota for a couple of weeks now. What's been like your first kind of impression, kind of getting acclimated to the community? Like I know you went to the state fair. Like, how's it yeah. been? Like, this is this is the best time right now. Right. I don't want to. like. Yeah, to yeah. yeah i has been too great.
0: I, I've been going. Yeah, I've been kind of going back and forth. And um, but every time I've gone, it's been it's been fantastic. And I've learned a lot more um, because I really didn't know a lot going in other than midwest and i've got the midwest roots of course coming from indianapolis but um these last five or so years with the nets you know we come to minneapolis just one time and right. it's kind of an in and out situation it's usually right. cold so we don't have an <laughs> opportunity to venture out or anything like that so um so i've been able to you know take advantage of some some restaurants state fairs you mentioned meet a lot of great people um within the organization and outside of the organization and it's been it's been amazing so far. It really
1: has. And we and we definitely want to get into some of your your initial Wolves takes. They they made the huge splash with Gobert, and so I, we'll we'll get into your yeah. Wolves takes here. But um, what you I mean, you were you grew up you were a Pacers fan, Reggie Miller. What tell the audience and tell us how did you get hooked on the NBA? What were some of your early uh, just like what, whether it was late '90s, early two thousands? Like what what drew you into the NBA?
0: You know. Um, the those Pacer teams that you mentioned with Reggie Miller and I've said this several times this era that we're in now with the Timberwolves where you have a talented team young a lot to prove and then you look at the landscape of the Western Conference and you see how daunting it is This just about every night it's going to be a tough night in the West and a lot of people will gravitate towards the bigger more household names with championships under their belt like the Steps the LeBrons, the Kawhis. And so you have this Timberwolves team with this young roster that's saying, okay, us against everybody. And that reminds me of those Pacer teams when I was growing up and watching Reggie and Rick Smith, for those who may remember some of the names there, Dale Davis, Derek McKee, Mark Jackson, of course, the point guard of those teams. Later, Jalen Rose was a part of this squad and Chris Mullen. Um, that was a good team. And they were battling against the Knicks, the big market Patrick Ewing and company, MSG, um, Michael Jordan and the Bulls. And, you know, they, they fell short a handful of times, but the ride is something that I still, at this point in my life, I still can't get out of my system. And the great memories of how they really captured the imagination of the entire city. And we just were all on board for what was an amazing ride. So that got me hooked into sports in general, got me hooked into, you know, basketball. And just nine, that 90s era, uh, that, was, that was it for me, to, to, to hook me. So
2: John Krasinski wrote a really great piece on you and The Athletic. Kind of did yeah. introduce you when you were hired. Um, and there's a lot of great nuggets in there if you haven't read it yet. But uh, one of the words that stood out, and this is great because as we get to know each other, the number one word to describe me is petty. Um, you <laughs> talked about having the audacity. To be kind yeah. of a, a small market, you know, Midwest guy and being like, why can't we beat the Lakers? Why can't we stand up to the, the Knicks and the Nets? Um, how much of that is kind of ingrained in your personality, but kind of how you plan on calling games to be like, hey, listen, I know it's just the Minnesota Timberwolves, but there's no reason that they can't be on that upper tier with some of yeah. the big guys.
0: Yeah, you know, when, when for me, when I'm stepping in with this with this team, it's not just about the Timberwolves it's about you know Minnesota it's about the community and how I know it's just a game but it still means so much to the people and it's yeah. a great equalizer no matter yeah. where you are in your life all walks of life um different economic backgrounds you could high five with a guy that you would probably not talk to in any other situation but Timberwolves are winning and you you're hugged up you're <laughs> dapping up everybody um when your team is playing well and that's a, that's a beautiful thing, and, and to be a, a part of that in this community is something that really excites me, and that means you ride or die with the team. You ride the wave of emotions, the ebb and flow, the peaks and valleys of a season, and again, that audacity to believe that you can go toe-to-toe with anybody. And it's one thing for Anthony Edwards to have that mentality when he's on the basketball court in a big game against whether it be the Grizzlies, the Lakers, Clippers, the Phoenix Suns, or the Golden State Warriors. But when the crowd also has that audacity and is blowing the roof off the of target center, it means something. It's special. There's electricity. There's juice in the building, if you will. And we saw, we saw a glimpse of that you know, this past postseason and especially in that play-in game. Uh, against the Clippers, and so that's what it—that's what it's all about. You know what I mean? It's um, you know underdog, back against the wall, chip on the shoulder, all that type of stuff. But going out there, playing great basketball, again capturing the imagination of the community and the fan base, so that the that Target Center is an electric place and a tough place for opponents to come in. I think what
1: you'll find too, this everything you just laid out, it's, it's such an interesting dynamic because I think the Timberwolves are helping us through our Minnesota sports insecurity a little bit, and that you know the the Lynx gave us the Lynx gave us an amazing dynasty, and and they they've been one of the best teams in the WNBA, but when yeah. you get to the four main men's professional sports teams that have been around largely for decades. Uh, you got to go back to 1991, the Minnesota Twins are the last one to go to a championship series, let alone win it, which they did. And uh, and so, yeah, I think whether it's the Vikings or the Twins or the the Wild uh, and and certainly the Timberwolves with what they've had to grind through the last 20 years or so, it's hard for us as fans and media of these teams to have that full-on confidence that if you're a Boston sports fan and you've grown up the last 20 years – You've got this entitlement and this confidence. But what I love about what the Timberwolves are doing is, you know, Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez come in here as minority owners and Glenn Taylor basically tossed them the keys and said, go, just hire whoever you want. And uh, and so, all right, we're going to, we're going to go grab Tim Connolly and, and we're going to, we're going to double his salary and just pull one of the top Pobos away. Right. We're going to make a big splash trade for Rudy Gobert and, and blow the roof off trade value in the NBA. And so, you know, all this stuff has to play out on the court, but, I feel like the last year and a half or two years of Timberwolves leadership and Chris Finch has done a great job with this team. And uh, it's all headed toward hopefully breaking through our Minnesota sports insecurity, which I guarantee <laughs> you, will, you will start to feel it the more you get immersed with the fans.
0: And and and, and, and that's something I guess we all got to work together on as far as changing that, you know, changing that mentality. It's tough to win games, period, whether you're talking NHL whether you're talking NFL and whether you're talking NBA, across the sports landscape, it's tough to win ball games. And again, the Western Conference is a dog. There are teams that I haven't even mentioned yet, like the New Orleans Pelicans. Mm-hmm. That's going to be extremely tough as they add Zion Williamson in. And so, yeah, it gets very easy if you're going through a tough stretch to go up. Here we go again. But that happens the you know there's ebb and flow again over the course of an nba season so um so audacity is something that i i, I don't know it's going to be on the tip of my tongue <laughs> you know uh over the course of this whole season and beyond because you have to have that you know attitude and i i mean i experienced that again with the patients in the 90s but also um i started doing pa announcing during that paul george era when they had you know roy hibbert and george hill and lance stevenson and david west and those were good pacer squads and they had to go toe-to-toe with the miami heat three straight years in the postseason two different eastern conference finals lebron Dwayne wade chris bosh and again they came up short but again that just that belief that no we can we can go toe-to-toe with these guys and the players have to believe it the fans have to believe it. It, it it's it's literally has to be ingrained in you and so yeah. no it, it's it, they they have really built something special so even with the new blood you're building on, on what's what's already been in place and the foundation that's already been in place so i i i think that you know mark lori and company are coming in excited about, and with the changes they made to finally everything and then they're building on what's already been present to create something that's really special that the fans can get behind
2: so you're coming from the Yes Network over to Bally's. Um, one guy we haven't mentioned yet, but uh, Phil and I are just massive fans of is Jim Peterson. He's going to yeah. be kind of your new running mate. Uh, how much did you get to kind of interact with Jim during during this whole process, and uh, how 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 familiar were, were you with him prior to coming over here?
0: Uh, so he, his reputation is um, tremendous uh, across the NBA, and so everybody knows about JP. And when the lists come out, or the you know um broadcasting you know excellence across the nba uh jim peterson's name is always mentioned as one of the best color analysts in the association and so that's exciting for me to be able to partner up with with jp and be able to call games and tell the story of this timberwolves team over the course of the season and beyond and we've been messaging back and forth um, <laughs> our families you know we went out to we went out to dinner and had a great meal uh, a few weeks back and 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 I mean, we were talking as if we had known each other for quite quite some time. So it's it's going to be great to develop that relationship and that chemistry over the course of the season, um, because that's a big part of what makes the broadcast great um, when you have two, you know, the broadcast team. You know, there's there's a the likability factor there. They're getting along and, and we're connected by one thing, our love of basketball. So uh, I'm certainly aware of his legendary status in, in uh, Minnesota uh, and his his his. his Pedigree as an analyst is known across the NBA.
1: Hey, who, who are some of your, your uh, maybe this is two different categories, some of your broadcast idols and yeah. some of your broadcast mentors?
0: Um, I, I, I learn, I can't call anyone in particular a mentor, but I learn and soak things in from just about everybody that I've been in, um, been in contact with. And so obviously over the course of the last five years, I've had a great education um, being able to watch Iron Eagle Um, perform on a game in and game out basis. He's one of the greats without question um, in this game and one of the hardest workers who could be doing an NFL game one day, um, do a Nets game, do a TNT broadcast, and then the next day do another Nets game and has the same enthusiasm with each of those broadcasts, even though you would think he's running on fumes. Um, His work ethic and his preparation and his meeting the moment in big games uh, was always, was always special to watch. And I'll always take a lot from, from what I learned from him. Learned a lot from watching Ryan Rucco as well, who was, um, Iron Eagles number two there at Yes Network. Um, Mike Breen is, is amazing. Um, it's great to, to call him a friend and I watch his games regularly to, to, to see just his execution and how, how he calls games. Um, grew up and and continue to enjoy watching Kevin Harlan, uh, who of course has some great Minnesota ties. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gus Gus Johnson was great; his enthusiasm is amazing. And I'm going to leave some people out, which is unfortunate. And I hope they charge it to my you, head. And not you're, my you're, by the way, you're, you're list
1: you're listing the guys from the '90s that had your yeah. job. I mean, it's yeah. kind of amazing. Yeah, this, amazing. We went yeah. like Gus, Kevin Harlan, Gus Johnson, Sean Grandy for a couple of years, yes. and he went out yes. to Boston. It's kind of a, yeah. I mean, it's kind of amazing when you look back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic so i, I and, and then going going to indiana you know Kristen area is the current tv voice of the uh the Pacers, and he was one of the first people i reached out to um uh when i agreed to take the minnesota job and, and mark boyle not a lot um folks may know his name but uh he's the radio voice of the pacers and he's probably the person that i got the most information from when i was 20 21 22 about um this game calling games and and um what it's all about but um everything started all the names i mentioned everything started and i knew i wanted to get into sports broadcasting in 1998 um watching the nba playoffs and particularly the nba finals with uh, bob costas and ahmad rashad oh. and uh, my entire broadcast career i wanted to be basically a combination of those two guys and um ahmad rashad with his personability, the way he gets so much out of the players and those interviews and humanizing those guys. The goosebumps with the NBA on NBC thing. I love it. Um I, I goosebumps all day. Um but Ahmad was just amazing the way you know on the on the sidelines and, and the way he got the most out of players and his relationships there. And then Costas was just, again, just a a master, um a master uh at what he did. And I just remember watching the finals and especially that game six and the way Costas handled it all. I thought it was beautiful and I'm enjoying watching Michael and seeing him win another championship, but I remember just really being enthralled at, 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 at Costas and his eloquence and the way that he put that historical moment in context, that was big for me.
2: So some of the guys you listed, especially like Gus Johnson, Mike Breen, um, they all brought, you know, certain levels of energy, but also some catchphrases to, to kind of made them a little more well known. <laughs> I'm an at athletic piece. Talked about that you were kind of workshopping some things. You still got like a month, of <laughs> course, preseason game, but like, are we starting to? Well, you don't have to share them now unless you want to, but some, some, you got some ideas no. kind of cooking up.
0: I think, I think one thing that I'm, I'm going to be prepared, but I'm also going to let things happen organically. Okay. Too. Okay. That's fair. I don't want to over, I don't want to overwhelm myself by thinking of catch <laughs> like, Here we go. Here's a moment and let's, and let's throw it out there and I'm going <laughs> to let things happen organically um you should I, have like love... a
1: wheel of catchphrases you just you just spin it right there's a big <laughs> I mean... shot you just spin it
0: <laughs> right right <laughs> and just and it's, it's a great thing about this team is because um and i have mentioned this multiple times as well and this team is a highlight factor i mean yeah. anthony edwards can go off any given night can dunk on anybody on any given play carl anthony towns inside out game I mean, was dunking like crazy on guys last season as well as, as displaying his three point prowess and, and D'Angelo Russell with his, with his ball handling skills and ability to finish. Rudy Gobert coming in, the pick and rolls, catching lobs, blocking shots. There's gonna be great opportunities for some, uh, for some great calls. And so um, I wanna be on the game. I wanna be excited about calling the action uh, and uh, I'm, gonna have some, I'm gonna have some in the back pocket. I, I may not throw them out immediately, um, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to, um, let it happen organically, uh, as the season <laughs> goes
2: along. A follow-up on that because, you know, yeah. in 2022, a lot of like highlights, those Anthony Edward dunks or those big time, like game winning shots go viral. Right. And you play a big part in that as an announcer. Um, does that give you a lot of energy or does that, did you feel pressure in those big moments? You know what I mean? Cause like your, your call yeah. of that play is going to be, you know, five, 10 million views on hoops, something you know, and that kind that yeah. of stuff.
0: You know, I, I, you. on one hand, you have to think about it. And I was just talking to my stepson about this. I'm watching every Timberwolves game from last season. And you have to be aware of it because that's just the age that we live in. You're not only catering to the audience that's watching on Valley Sports North, but there are people who can't watch the game who right, yeah. are going to be scrolling on their phone. It could be at work. It could be out, whatever it may be. And then they see the highlight and a lot of people want to see the play but they also want to hear the audio that went with it and you know for example um Ian after a uh john morant dunk in the postseason you know said oh a jawbreaker yeah it was an was amazing dunk but but the the marriage with the call made it an amazing amazing play and so um uh again Ian is is the best of the best, it's hard to match that, but you always wanna be ready for those moments, period, for the viewing audience first and foremost. You don't give a ton of thought to the fact that it's going viral, but you are aware of the fact that these plays are going to live on social media for a lot of people who aren't watching the game. So again, at the end of the day, it's all about the viewing audience and I wanna be there to meet the moment and you have to be ready with this squad but meeting the moment is a is a great payoff um, uh, for for the fan base. For me, I'm just enjoying the game, <laughs> following the action, and be ready for those you know, ready for those ready for those calls, so that it makes it an enjoyable experience for everybody watching, whether live or on social media.
1: By the way, uh, as you're going through all the games from last year, you can probably skip Game Three against the Grizzlies, especially the second half in the playoffs. You can just <laughs> yeah. just just yeah, skip just that one A little 26 that. point blown lead. I would just uh, just just fast forward right to that one. Um, how so? How that do you fun. you've been you know you've been sizing up the Timberwolves kind of from afar just because they're in the league that you've that you've fallen in love with and have covered. Um, you know what is your what are your general like what are some of your initial takes on on the Timberwolves and now that they've Added Rudy Gobert to the mix here as well.
0: You know, I, I think they're a fascinating team, and I've talked a lot already about how tough the Western Conference is. And I mean, this is a Timberwolves squad that could finish top four or five in the West, or it could be in the playing again. It's literally up to the players and health, how they compete, how they improve, how they gel. And I mean, that's the that's the beauty of basketball. That's the beauty of com- competing. Let's see how the whole 82 plays out. Um, But I've already mentioned some of the tough teams in the West. And then when you look at this Timberwolves squad, you can't tell me that they can't compete with these squads in the conference. So with Carl Anthony Towns and with Rudy Gobert in the mix, he has the ability to float around a little bit more, show off his perimeter prowess. In a lot of situations, you say, oh, I wish the big man would get back on the block. But the Timberwolves have one of the best shooting big men to ever play this game and the way that he's lighting it up from distance. And so you want to, obviously you want to take advantage of guys inside, but you want to cater to his talents and his gifts as well as a perimeter shooter. And so the fact that he can step outside and you're not sacrificing anything on the interior in terms of aggression on the glass, it's big. And so I'm excited to see how that, how Finches and the coaching staff are able to work that out, how those two, Gobert and Towns, are able to gel On the basketball court and play off of each other and we'll see how that manifests itself on the defensive side as well and we know rudy has a great you know rim protector is going to do his thing there but it's a chess match every given night so we'll see how teams try to attack the timberwolves anthony edwards his growth as a ball player we've seen a lot of guys over the years take a big leap in year number three and I'm, i'm excited to see what, what Ant is going to come up with. I, we, I've heard him talk. I've, I've heard. I've seen the work. I've seen a little bit, glimpses of the work in the gym. And and I can't wait to see him uh, during training camp and in these preseason games. And I, I think you learn so much in those first few years, you know, in the league. In the first year, you're trying to, you know, show everybody the type of player that you are. You have your moments. And then at some point in the second half of the season, you go, damn, that's a long NBA season. Like, I'm starting to feel a little bit... <laughs> You know, yes. Yeah. And then in that second season, you know, you 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 understand how to prepare your body a little bit more, and then you may have added a couple of pieces to your game, but still opposing defenses will find a way to counteract that. Next year, you literally know how to take care of your body. You literally know the work that you have to put in to make sure your body is ready to prepare for a grueling eighty-two game season. And you also mentally understand the pace of the game, and if the opposition takes this away or that away. Well, now i got this third thing in my bag. Or now I need to understand how to pass out of double teams a little bit more or on the drive. And so I'm excited to see how it all comes together for him. I think D'Angelo Russell, uh, this, is a, this is a big season um, for him as well. Um, from a health standpoint, you want to see him get through the season relatively uh, unscathed. And then you want some con- You want to see the consistency there um, because they are thin as far as the backup point guard spot with no Pat Bev. You know, we'll see, we'll see what, um, you know, looking forward to seeing j Mack. I was able to cross paths with him at a restaurant um, during uh, a couple couple weeks ago. Um, but what, what they do as far as the backup point spot, they can go a number of different directions with guys handling the rock, but we'll see whether or not that's an actual issue. And then some of the new guys they brought in, Kyle Anderson, um, you know, Brent Forbes is a great three-point shooter. If he can play defense, he'll see action out there on the floor. Three-point shooting is a necessity for every team in the league if you want to really, if you want to make some noise. And so that's going to be important to see how the Timberwolves three-point shooting materializes over the season. Um, Austin Rivers, you know, healthy. I'm, I'm curious to see how he's going to contribute. And the guy I haven't mentioned, there, are, there are a number of guys I haven't mentioned, but one in particular who, who, who uh, may very well be in the starting lineup. I'm hearing really good things about Jada McDaniels. Mm-hmm. And so as a young guy, 21 years, old, we talk about ants 21 years old, we're, Jaden's 21 years old, and um, I know it was just a pro-am, but I saw him in, in Seattle lighting it up in the, uh, in the crossover. And so as he gets stronger and a guy who can guard multiple positions and hopefully, hopefully continue to learn to defend without fouling, I think he's going to be an underrated piece to this Timberwolves puzzle this season. So, um, uh, so I, again, I like what I see on paper, and given the guys that's on this roster and the momentum that they were able to build last season, there's no reason that they can't compete with the best of the best in the West. So
2: there's obviously a lot goes into making a career move like this coming from Brooklyn, coming here, um, you know, all the different family angles, all the different, just, you know, factors, switching jobs, but how much does, I mean, NBA rosters are fluid and can change every year, but the core of this team is pretty set. How much does that exciting young core, did that affect your decision-making process to come over here?
0: Uh, I, I can't, I, I think I think the team itself was kind of a, a cherry on top, to be honest. Okay. Um, for me, I, I had to give the family angle a lot of thought. And given um, uh, my stepson Ty is heading his senior year, and you know, do I want to do I want to uproot the family? What does that look like? And am, am I really gonna? He's got one year left. Maybe I stick around in Brooklyn for one more year. You know, there, there's all these different scenarios and things that run through your mind. Um, but one of the things that my wife kept reminded me as it was starting to get serious in terms of the conversations was um this reminding me that this is a you know a dream of mine. Yeah. And you know, as a as a kid again in the 90s, and I I, I tell this story, I told um John with the athletic, I, I told multiple people, whenever I do a game, whether it's sideline reporting, whatever it is, um I I always think about you know 10 11 year old Michael Grady who was sitting six inches from the television watching Reggie Miller and the Pacers every move cheering on them hard you know I got my my shoes off I'm in tube socks and I'm just I'm going nuts with every with every play and um I want to I want to be great for that kid you know and and for people watching in Minneapolis you know, whatever whatever your age no matter how long you've been a Timberwolves fan I'm always I'm always thinking about the fan base when I when I perform. That was the case when I was in Indiana. That was the case in Brooklyn. And my wife reminded me of the dream that, you know, I want to be I want to be a play-by-play guy. You know, this is this is what I want to do, and I have an opportunity to be one of thirty. And when I left Indiana to go to Brooklyn, the Nets were a twenty-one win te- win basketball team, twenty-one wins, mm-hmm. and an opportunity to do sideline and occasional play by play was a dream opportunity and a natural progression in my career, even though I was, you know, I grew up in Indianapolis, went to school there, went to college there, uh, (laughs) was doing radio, was doing TV and the PA announcement for the Pacers. I mean, that was a spot where I felt like I would never get fired. Like, how could (laughs) they fire me? I am Indiana. So to leave that comfort zone and then go to Brooklyn was all about, you know, making my mom proud, making the people who really care about me proud, um, my family and that natural progression in my career that I felt like I could really go places and wanted to push it as far as I could push it. And then in five years to have an opportunity again to be one of 30 play by play announcers in the association. I was thinking about all this other stuff, you know, family angle, this, the travel, the move, all that, and my wife and I, I and Eagle too Like, hey, this is this is what it's all about, you know. Um, and uh, and then after having conversations with people within the organization, it just truly made it a no-brainer. The fact that there's a 21-year-old Anthony Edwards on this roster, <laughs> uh D'Angelo Russell, who I had I had a relationship with in his his couple of years in Brooklyn. Carl uh, Anthony Towns, uh, one of the best young, still young bigs in the league, um, adding Rudy Gobert to the mix. Um, I haven't met Finch yet, but I've heard amazing things about Finch as a person and a coach, um, and then all the amazing people within the organization. That's, that's a big time, big time cherry on top, sprinkles, awesome. chocolate <laughs> syrup, whatever, whatever, that's just icing on the cake. Love that's it. Man. Awesome. Hey,
1: how many real quick last question for you uh, as you so you're you are legitimately going to watch every Timberwolves game or are you going to just yeah. skip around?
0: Yeah, no, no, I'm going to watch. I'm going to watch every last one of them. And wow, dude. to me, it, like, that's just that's just me again. I, I, I was aware of the Timberwolves. Um, I'm aware of just every I'm aware of every team in the league. You know, I'm knowledgeable of their players and skill set to a certain degree. Um, but to know them. And I, I'm only going to learn so much even with watching, you know, all 82 games post postseason. But still, to see their sets, to see Anthony Edwards, his, his mannerisms, his movement, how he moves off the ball, Carl Anthony Towns, his tendencies, D'Angelo, I know his game a little bit, and some of these other guys, just to kind of get a good feel of their flow. Um, and then also, work, you know, also, uh, of course, working with Jim Peterson, getting a sense of his, his cadence and, and how – um, and 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 how he handles himself in the broadcast. It's just a good education for me as far as learning everything about this this squad before um before training camp. Building on what I already knew.
1: You know, you, not that you need a, you don't need any advice from from me or <laughs> Kyle. But if you do get a chance, and I don't know what kind of access you know Bally Sports North or the I'm sure they have archived games going back years and years. But if you yeah. get a chance historically, so you know, there, there's been like almost a decade and a half gap here. There was the one Tom Thibodeau, Jimmy Butler season where they went to the playoffs. But in terms of what's possible atmosphere wise in that arena, game seven, 2004 playoffs, Western Conference semis between the Kings and the Timberwolves, KG went off for 30 and 20 and like six blocks or something. And like that was the peak of what that arena and what I mean, people say it's a hockey. It's a state of hockey, right? I mean, it's the state of hockey, but, like, this is a – I mean, look how many top high school players are coming out of Minnesota now. It's it's insane. So, like, if you want to – you know, watching all the games from last year is amazing homework. If you're curious about what the peak sounds and feels like, that one game, I think, you know, at the end of that, that series against the Kings it. is very telling. So it's on YouTube somewhere, it. I'm sure.
0: I love it. No, I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Any other – um Uh, not necessarily that I need to do homework on, but just favorite games of yours as as Timberwolves fans.
2: I I was going to say watching all the games from last year is a good idea. It was a really fun season. But if you binge through all that and it's like middle of September, uh, I've got some Netflix recommendations because the 18 years prior to that, there wasn't a lot of good games. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. uh, you know, maybe check out Severance. Um, but no, uh, I mean,
0: also too... Those Severance guys, is not, good, I saw it.
2: Yeah, see, so that that in game, I mean, I was thinking back to what Phil said about game seven. Yeah. That was, you know, ideally the last time someone jumped on the stanchion and kind of got the fans going, other than when Pat Bev did it in the playing in game. Um, but no, I just I just think last season there were so many highlights and that's a great way to prep. And like I said, you're doing it from all different angles, right? You're trying to learn the offense, but also the cadence and stuff. Um, and I was, I was able to be back a lot for all the playoff games and stuff and the fan base. I mean, I know because I am one more than anything. I just, they're really excited for you. Um, we're going to need, you might be the most important person, not Finch, uh, not the player, just because (laughs) that, uh, that audacity you have is something that Phil can talk to more than I can. Like there's just not a lot of that. Um, you know us against the world mentality or belief and the fact that you just leak it out in this little setting is yeah. uh is awesome so i'm i'm really excited to have you here and uh just Man. congratulations on on the on the new gig and the opportunity yeah, and dude. uh it's going to be awesome to to hear from you and work with you and yeah, welcome, welcome and, aboard.
1: And, and I agree on the you know I think Netflix Netflix instead of the last eighteen years probably a better play. Yeah. I'll give you one more just for fun though. This goes this goes way back, but you know there's a lot of fan. I mean, I was born in the in the mid '80s, and like I remember the Marbury KG teams, and that's how I got hooked on the Timberwolves. Kind of kind of the same era as like yeah. those those Pacers teams. Um, the the first time the Timberwolves ever beat the Michael Jordan Bulls was in 1997 at Target Center and it love had it. this it had the same feel because it was they were trying to make the, i think they made the playoffs once but it was that young nucleus of KG and Marbury and they were building something much like they're building right now and it was just kind of the vibe of that game was just kind of it was kind of cool it was like okay this team is trying to chip away at the top you know the top dog in the NBA and they finally broke through and that's what it looks and feels and sounds like so
0: yeah. I love it There you I go I love it I love it I look forward to more conversations like this um because i, I want to know i want to know everything i want to know everything <laughs> about getting grained in the community and in the fandom and all that type of stuff and it's going to be a, it's going to be a fun ride i'm excited about it get excited to meet you guys face to face although i'm sure you're not kind of in a rush to get back from maui yeah, i've
2: got a mai tai <laughs> sitting next to me i got to get to yeah. but uh but no thank you again for making time we're really excited awesome man
1: all right michael grady dude thanks for coming on we'd love to do it again sometime and uh we're looking forward to the start of the season
0: Anytime, guys.
1: Thanks so All right, much. that's uh, Flagrant Howls here on Score North. See you guys next week.
2: Your dog is more than just your bestie with the cutest face ever. Get to know them on a genetic level with Embark Vet. Developed by veterinarians and PhDs, Embark screens for more than 215 genetic health risks across more than 350 breeds. It's top-notch science for your top-notch pup.